another episode of urban modes with b to be exact don't forget that we right here with a real special guest he goes by the name of exact facts not facts just exact all right what's good buddy how you doing good okay uh so for the people who don't know you you're a real special person in my eyes because i know a little bit about you appreciate you right so go ahead and tell the people where you're from and what you do exactly. I'm from the whole Bay Area, born in San Francisco, lived in Santa Rosa, lived in Emeryville. Um, I used to do most of Mr. Fab in-house engineering. I had a studio in Oakland, did a lot of stuff with Fab, D-Lo back in the day, Yoda Gift, OGs, and uh, now I'm down in LA. Done a lot of production work with, you know, R&B people, Everybody from the Bay, fucking, I hold down Too Short Studio now as an engineer and producer. and gotcha. Yeah, man, a bunch of stuff. We can't cuss on here. Okay. No, I'm talking shit, bro. We can talk good. I'm just talking shit, man. It's all good. Hey, look. So, for the people who don't know who Exact is, tell them exactly where, uh, what was your childhood like. My childhood was crazy, man. I, um... I moved around a lot. I left San Francisco when I was three and moved up to Seattle, where I lived kind of all around the Northwest between Seattle and Portland from, what, three till 12. And then I moved back down to Santa Rosa, went to high school up there, went down to Expression in Emeryville for college, and then lived in Emeryville in North Oakland before I moved down to L.A., and um, growing up, man, I had, yeah, it was just me and my mom who was moving around. Moving a lot, you don't really get a chance to, like, plant roots, yeah, you know, and being yeah. a single child, you know, only child with a single parent, you got a lot of free time to right. do whatever the fuck you want to do, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, bro, I, uh, I wouldn't say I was a troublemaker, bro, I was just doing my own thing, bro, you know what I mean? And then uh, coming back down to Santa Rosa for high school and shit and being back in California was so drastically different. And then coming into the high school environment, not knowing anybody, it was a real like sink or swim kind of environment, you know what I mean? Where I'm just like in a new place with people I didn't know and just kind of had to figure that shit out, man. You know what I'm saying? so how, how do you adapt to something like that? Because you're moving constantly. And I know when you're moving constantly, it's so hard to, to trust people. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Honestly, you know, I learned the hard way, bro. You know, you, you exactly like you said with the trust thing. You're growing up and you, you learn about people by misplacing your trust in the wrong person. And you get done dirty or... Not even necessarily dirty, just things don't go the way you expected them to do and you realize like, ah, uh, that's that's just what it is, you know what I mean? Especially coming to such a drastically different place from like the Pacific Northwest back down to California again where it's like, it was right before the Hythe movement, you know, like, no doubt. shit was turned, bro. We was really, yeah. it was, it, yeah, it was, was, it was crazy. Bro, you, you know was I mean? really on that yellow bus. Right? For sure, bro. The fact that we survived the hiking oh movement God. is a testament to my liver and my 
ability to survive because we was doing dumb shit, bro. We was doing really dumb shit for no reason. Not for no reason, but for no, no reason. Not only dumb shit, but you, you were really... <laughs> pure, pure teed up, bro. You were really doing stupid, doo-doo dumb shit. 100%, bro. Right? For, for whatever reason. Just trying to... Just because that's what it was. It, there was no other reason, but... That's what it was. Exactly. You know what I mean? If it you know, you know, is. and that's just what it is. Exactly. So, so what, what exactly got you into the music scenery? Because, you know, you were bouncing around. How were you able to just focus on this is what I want to do and pursue? Man, bro, I was growing and selling weed and making beats. And my roommate at the time, my mom was like on my line about, I, have, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I went and got an apartment and me and my boy was just trapping crazy out the apartment pushing peas and just being reckless as fuck bro and um i would make beats just you know you sitting at the house all day not doing shit you know what i mean except like waiting on a phone call so i'm just making beats yeah. all day and one day my homie was like bro you know you could go to school for that like my boy goes to school in the bay for that bro blah, blah, blah. and i was like okay bro like, what are you talking about and so you know my mom was on my line heavy about going to school still she really yeah. wanted me to go to college and she was like i have helped you go to college if you go yeah and i was just like because i was you know I, like you know what it is you, yeah. you graduate you do a little junior college classes yeah. just so you can like stay a student and stay on like you know get your insurance benefits yeah. or whatever the fuck it is you Man, know you over here pushing peas Smashing sleeves and stacking G's. <laughs> That's all I know. That's right. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. that shit, you know, that shit isn't always cracked up to be, and shit, yeah. shit goes sideways. And I was like, man, maybe, maybe I'll see what this B shit talking about. That sounded like something cool. And okay. uh, at the time, I was I checked out Expression, and it was actually a really dope school at the time. And I put I pulled the trigger. I had some cheese left over from fucking you know yeah, trapping right. and all that yeah. so I put it in the school and honestly bro like I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it yeah you know and uh that was the first time I ever was really like in school and like went to school because the program was so rigorous that yeah. like if you wasn't about that shit you was gonna fail and waste your money and shit you know what I mean like, yeah, they look no he counted on people to do that yeah you know yeah. I mean? like, yeah and uh I fucking I loved it, bro. Like, I was there all, every day. I was all in, bro. Like, yeah. all in with the school shit. And, all money in. Uh, you feel me? Basically. Got had to. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, that was really, like, what made me grind. And then uh, I linked up with Mr. Fab on, like, some fluke shit. He had come through yeah. to record at the school. And I was one of the engineers with the homies who set the session up. And then I reached out to him on Twitter, bro. He, he tweeted some shit about needing a studio. And I'm just like... Hit him up on DM and was like, yeah. hey, bro, like, you came through and recorded with me, blah, blah, blah. You remember I was with, you know, Street Cred Trip, blah, 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 yeah. come through. And he was like, send me the ad, y'all be there in three hours. Was that, was that your first big artist, like, just right from the get-go or what? Yeah, I mean, so I had linked up um, on some weird random stuff through my roommate yeah. with uh, this dude from the city who was putting together a compilation album. Yeah. So he knew everybody and he like asked us to do it at expression. You know what I'm saying? So we booked, we used our studio time to book out this session and had fab. This was back when HBK was, this was before Beat the Pussy Up came out. So Damn. it was like 
them motherfuckers was just before YG too, bro. Oh well, before this, this was two, this was two thousand and nine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was, bro. It was it was legendary. It was hella people. So for yeah. a kid who grew up listening to a lot of these artists, you know what I mean, having yeah. Fab and San Quinn and Andre Nicotina and E40 and all these people come through, I was just like, oh shit, like what the fuck, like. So that was for sure. Linking with Fab was definitely the first time I had. I got a question. You know, a relationship with big artists, you know what I'm saying? At yeah. the time. I got a question. Real quick, it's just a simple, it's kind of like a yes or no. Is it tell me when to go or is it tell me when to go Trackademics? Trackademics is my homie, but it's, That's it's Lil John. I got to give it to Lil John. Damn. I love, I love Trackademics remix. That shit went crazy though. Back crazy. in the day. Bum, dig it out. Right, that shit go stupid. No. Oh, that shit go stupid. I love yeah. that shit. But if you have like the right system in your car yeah. and you listen to tell me when to go. Come on now. Lil <laughs> John whooping them fucking speakers, bro. Yeah. He going crazy, bro. Lil John ready to go. I feel it. I feel it. I can't can't go against that. So you being behind the scenes and, and fucking with Mr. Fab, you know, shout out to Dope Area and whatnot. You worked with some big artists, right? And uh, such as In House with Jamie Foxx, right? Or yeah, I've worked, uh, I did like a summer long stint with Jamie Foxx when he was working on his, I think, the last album he dropped. Um, I did some work with Kelly Rowland. Um, when I first moved out to LA, I was in house with uh, this R&B singer named Tank. And, uh, Come on now, Tank, yeah, bro. That's R&B. It, it is. That's my guy. Hey, you know, I gotta say that though, because some of these kids don't be doing their research, yeah, bro. And bro, they don't that's, know who the, I'd be like, yeah, Tank, thinking they know exactly they who the fuck that is. Bro. They don't know who the fuck that bro. is, bro. If you and I'd listen, be like, how do you know? If you from the '90s and you know the closest thing to the '90s is Tank because Keith Sweat was a smooth motherfucker and Tank is the same motherfucker as him. Tank go crazy, bro. Probably not as smooth, but he's smooth. You feel me? Yeah, Tank is Tank has got an incredible <clears throat> voice and just yeah, he's he's a dope writer. He's really that's talented. crazy. But so how would you come about those? How did you get linked up with those people? So uh, I linked up with Fox through Kelly Rowland, the person who hooked me up with Kelly Rowland, and both of those were through my engineering gig with Tank. Um, yeah. My homie Eric uh, was in-house with Tank as well. He went to Expressions before me and graduated, I think like a year before I graduated, and he yeah. moved down to LA first. And yeah, he was in-house with Tank and was basically just like, yo bro, like I need help, you should move down here, like there's way more money down here than the Bay, like I didn't have to, like, Damn. Sweat nobody about getting paid for anything down yeah. here in LA because it's just you working with labels, you working with businesses. That shit, bro, we about to flex on him. Like he, you know, you can. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you can. Yeah, but that's the that's the only that's the main issue with the Bay Area industry yeah. is there. There isn't. It's not. A, it's not an industry yet. It's, yeah. it's coming about. You know, you got Empire showing people Man, the way. Shout out to Empire. Shout out Gazi. I, I love what Gazi and Nima and the whole team. Is I doing follow Gazi, and I swear to God, he's dropping new artists and foreign artists. Nah. Like literally every day, I'm like, listen, bro. bro Gazi is really the man, bro. Like, no, yeah. not even to sound crazy. That guy yeah. really is so inspiring, and it's like watching up. him from Empire being the this local Bay Area distro yeah. to like the 
the model of what an independent yeah. label should be able to like grow to is is so inspiring to see, bro. Because yeah, he man, he's been integral in my in in my journey too, man. We uh we helped him, me and my roommate Sauce, who's Empire's main in-house engineer yeah. now. We were one of the first people to help him with mixing and stuff for some of the artists when he first launched the label. We was mixing for Raven Justice and helping him with D-Lo first album he dropped Absolutely. on Empire and he, you know, he helped us out, man, so, so you, many times in my life. So yeah, shout out Gazi, bro. That's really, facts. really the guy. Was you a part of NoHo? No. Oh. After after that, it was the album he dropped when he got back free, got back home. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was crazy. Yeah. Hey, man. You look at slaps, bro. Undeniable. Oh, mamas. <laughs> I swear to God. So besides all that, you know, I know you work with uh, Party Next Door. You work with uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but is it Slack? Black. Black, Black. bro. Top ten, right? How how was that feeling like? What, what was your emotions like working with a big artist like? I mean, coming up artist, man, like that. You know what I mean? Well, with Black, my bro, business boy, and I produced that track together with the homie Prep, who's actually all the three of us did uh, the Party Next Door record, Party Next Door record together as well. Um, and yeah, man, Black had done a record with Biz on his very first album that was Grammy nominated. So when by the time we had done Let It Go on the second album. Um, Biz kind of had a relationship, so it was cool to just like be able to, you know, interface directly with yeah. the artist and send them tracks and know like, oh yeah, I'm fucking with this, and then have them send shit back. Because sometimes when you deal with artists that are of that stature, yeah. um, they can be kind of guarded with their either communication or like the files, but like. Black's really, you know, if he's mess if he's messing with a record, he gonna send it back and be like, "Here's what I did. Hold this, blah blah blah." It's a it's a cool it's a cool process with him, bro. Like he's super creative, um, and always, you know, keeps us in touch with like yeah. what he's working on. If he's well, working I mean, on our on our records, you know what I mean. That goes that goes hand in hand with with your creativity and his creativity. How how does that play out? Because you know. Sometimes the artists, they want to hold some kind of status and be like, well, I want it this way. You feel me? But you got this kind of imagination and mindset that you, you see something different. I think as a producer, um, you know, nowadays producers are so, like, integral to a lot of artists' sound and success that they are put on this, like, pedestal where I think traditionally your job is to put the artist on a pedestal. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think for me, at least when someone has like a suggestion or something, I try my best to foster it. Unless it's something that like I don't fuck with completely, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And even then, like, you know, perfect example is with the homie YMTK. He'll tell me to do some shit that I will be like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'll be like, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. And then he'll be like, no, bro, come on, bro, like, fuck with me. And then I'll figure out a way to do what he's talking about Compromise. in a way that I would fuck with it. Yeah. And we find a, exactly, it's a compromise. But ultimately, it's not my job to, it's not my song. Yeah. Like, you know, I made the music and it's my, it's my composition. But when an artist is putting words and trying to make a record, it becomes theirs. And you have to, your job is to 
foster that vision and bring yeah. that to life more than it is no to doubt. like bring my idea to life unless i come to murph and i'm like yo man i need you to sing this i wrote yeah, this sing yeah, this yeah. i need these harmonies and then you know it's that but usually when it's a if it's a if it's an artist who's trying to tell you to do something your job as a producer is to figure out how to make that happen no doubt it's like being a tattoo artist you feel me you're taking what they saying and what they see into how to draw it out and shit like that mm-hmm. you feel me exactly same shit. So I got a question because you know what I'm saying you was on the top ten Billboard with uh, Black, and you work with some big artists and um, what like how do you feel within yourself to be like well I'm kind of behind the scenes I should be getting more recognition. You feel? Do you ever feel that type of way at all? You know, there's always times where you feel like that. I think in every everybody does whether regardless of your industry yeah um, especially you know having friends that are successful it can you can have times where you could be like damn man i, mean, I wish i was black yeah but ultimately you know you just got to know like especially in the music industry if you wasn't worth it or good enough like you will be replaced yeah like but you're good enough though and that's what you just have to remind yourself yeah. If you haven't been replaced yet, you're clearly doing something right. Yeah. So it's like you gotta keep that as a at least for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? To tell yourself like in them times when it's difficult, like, bro, you you good enough, bro? Because if you wasn't good enough, especially out here in LA, bro, it's a everybody in the world who want to do this shit and feel like they want to move do the shit in LA come here to try. Bro. So it's like you will be replaced. Yeah. If you're not good. It's hella people that do what I do and you do and what artists do. It's they're all here trying to do it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. So if you can't, if you're not good enough, somebody will find somebody else. So don't doubt yourself if you feel like you in a situation where you don't really know, like you be in uncharted territory and you like, damn, bro, am I supposed to be here? I remember yeah. first time, bro, I got called to work with Kelly Rowland, bro. I was with Miss Fab at Benny Hanna, bro. We had just ordered food. Motherfucker called me, hey bro, can you cover a session for me, man? Like, I need to go, I need you to go to Chalice and cover a session. And I was like, sure, yeah, when? Right now. We're here at the studio. How soon can you be here? I looked at Fab and I was like, hey bro, like, you got somebody who you cannot. Can I get you an Uber home, bro? Like, what's yeah. going on, bro? Because he rode with me from the yeah. studio. So I was like, bro, like, <laughs> I know you finna eat. I'm hungry as fuck, oh, but like, yeah. I'm finna go get this. I'm finna go take this opportunity, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember walking in that bitch just like, what the fuck is going on, bro? And, you know, the world is a small place, bro. And that's how I it was. Some I took this as a sign, bro, that I was in the right place. The session that I got called to work on was her doing a feature for Adrian Marcel, who's from Oakland. Yeah. Who's someone that I had worked with before I moved to L.A. No doubt. So just the fact that we was working on that shit, you know what I'm saying, made me be like, okay, well, I'm, this is familiar territory. You know, Adrian Marcel vocals, I and Riot, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Jane vocals, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know this. And so being just being that that was the scenario, that shit made me at least feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, well, I know what to do with that. So I know I can at least fit her into this equation. Yeah. And then... She ended up fucking with me, and they were like, yo, can you engineer for us, like, for the rest of this month? Yeah. And then that turned into 
next month and the next month. And, yeah, it went from from know? nothing into something. Exactly. I got a quick question for you. Being from the Bay Area surroundings and whatnot, and this artist is a female, and I haven't interviewed no females. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked with Kaylani? Because she's been like on Instagram right now. Lately, she's been popping. I have you know not. I, mean? I have, have not, not worked with Kaylani. Um, I've done some songs that she's cut, but hasn't released. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's about the extent of that. Same beats off. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of the homies have done written songs with her. And, so, you know. do you have anybody that you want to work with in the near future? From the Bay or just in I mean, general? just in general. Man, bro. There's a lot of people that I want to work with, bro. Um, Your top this, two. This kid from Florida named High Boy. High Boy. High Boy's going crazy. And... Put me on the spot with the hey, top two hey, no, artists I want to work with. Hey, uh, we got time. Yeah, no. <laughs> we got time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me see. Hot Boy's going crazy. Um, I really want Boogie to, to drop some stuff. Hey, Boogie? West, uh, West Side Boogie. Oh, West Side Boogie. Not yeah. A Boogie with a hoodie. West Side Boogie. No, not A Boogie with a hoodie. Yeah. No offense to bro. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, West Side Boogie. He's going crazy. Um... Man, bro, a lot of the artists that I want to work with, I already work with, and I just want to work more with them. No you doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, who else, bro? How do, you, how do you reach out to those type of people that you don't have, that you're just like, man, I want to fuck with them, but I, how do I reach out to them? You know, you find the, you find the links, bro. That's part of the game. Okay, that's, it's that's like a puzzle, basically. Yes, yeah, it's, it's more than a puzzle. It's more like a, like Tetris. Okay. No. I mean, I can relate because I'm interviewing people. Exactly. There's people who don't reply to me. There's people who I'm just like, bro, I wrote a long ass message and you ain't, you just going to look at it. That's it's it. A similar, it's a similar process. Yeah. You know, you, you, know you, yeah. you reach out to the, you reach out to the people you try and work with and the people that reach back, you work with. And no doubt. people you don't, you don't take it personally. You just keep pushing. And then one day you're going to reach out and they're going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Offer it. Because that's just how it is. So... Before we close everything out, mm-hmm. what's some advice that you give some people that's in your position right now? That's playing behind the scenes and, you know, you mess with some big people, some big names, and you've been on the billboards and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What's some advice you give to somebody who's trying to pursue that that path? Man, you got to want it and you got to do it. And at, at, at the beginning, you're going to have to say yes a lot. Take Even whatever you credit you can no. get or what? I mean, yeah, you know, the credits definitely, you know, make sure you um, are communicating with the artists that you're working with and the managers or whatever scenario you are as an engineer. Um, As a producer, the credit shit shouldn't be a problem. You should always be communicating that. But as an engineer, you know, be, uh, you know, don't don't be afraid to hit somebody and be like, yo, can I get this credit? Yeah, because you're not... Exactly. Exactly. You know. Um, I got you. You know, be be assertive. Facts. Don't if you you're not gonna get your credit if you don't ask for it. No doubt. No doubt, bro. Ultimately. Well, look, I appreciate your time. Thank you, man. I feel like personally, not speaking for the world, me personally, I feel like you're dope at what you do. 
you deserve more credit than what you got. You feel me? You may feel a certain way differently than I do. But me personally, I feel like you should be, you know, held up there with the, you know what I mean? With the top people. You feel me? So, once again, where can people find you on Instagram or musically or just wherever? All socials, exact XL, E K Z A K T XL. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Genius, you know, with the songs I produced, Exact, E K Z A K T. And that's, uh, yeah, that's everywhere. No doubt, brother. Well, where are you representing? What are you representing? The whole, the whole Bay Area. The whole Bay Area? Slash. Cali? No. No, 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 no I, I can't. Crazy. I can't rep for him down here. I, I fuck with it. I fuck with all the California. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a rep. I'm a rep the hey, bay. I'm a rep the bay. Hey, cut, you know cut. Hey, it's hey man. I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate the interview. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Man, you're something else, bro. You go. You gonna eventually. You gonna get what you're, you're supposed to get credit. You they feel gonna, me? They're going to figure it out. They, 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 they really is, though. Out. After this interview. You feel me? Especially after this interview. Facts. So, once again, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Urban Mokes with B right here with Exact. Man, y'all be on the lookout, man. Don't just look out for the artists. Look out for the people behind the scenes because without the people behind the scenes, there ain't no artists. You feel me? There ain't no engineer. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, Stay tuned. Thank you for watching another episode of Urban Mogul's B. We out here.